You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered in iTunes and online because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you make smarter trades. So thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a really cool episode for you, and you probably thought when you either saw this or got a link to this podcast episode, you're like, Kirk, what the heck does basketball and Michael Jordan have to do with options trading? But I promise you by the end of this episode, you'll see that there's a very distinct correlation between successful people and even athletes like Michael Jordan and basketball and what we can do as options traders to be more successful long-term. So we'll get into that here in a little bit, but I first want to tell you that today's bonus download, if you are listening to the podcast, is our fast track guide. So I often get questions like, where do I start? What do I go over? And so what we created is this fast track guide that you can download completely free, and it basically gives you eight weeks of step-by-step tutorials and videos and case studies and articles and podcasts that you can listen to to help quickly get you on board with trading and get you to the next level. So you can download that freebie by going to optionalpha.com slash fast track. That's all one word, optionalpha.com slash fast track. Again, you can get it completely free and it'll help get you to that next level in about eight weeks going through all the courses and tutorials that we have linked there. So in today's episode, I find that it's really fitting because I really like to study successful people. And if you're listening to this episode or this podcast, you are definitely a person that likes to be successful or at least wants to be successful and is trying to learn and study and discover as much as possible. And I am too. And I'm really kind of crazy about studying successful people. I want to know what they do. What are their habits like? What's their mentality like? Because I think that a lot of successful people in any industry, whether it's basketball or baseball or business or whatever, they have the same characteristics and traits and the same thought process goes through a lot of them. And there's a lot of similarities between all these different industries that kind of tie it all together. So in today's show, we're going to be talking specifically about basketball. Michael Jordan happens to be the finals for the NBA right now at the time of this recording. So, you know, it really is kind of fitting. And as I dug down deeper into learning more about his history and how he become, you know, became very successful and is arguably, arguably one of the best basketball players to ever live, it's really interesting when you start really looking at the stats. See, everyone thinks when they think of Michael Jordan, of the big games and the big shots and the championships, which far and away are important, but it's really how he got there that's really interesting and kind of some of the interesting points that nobody really seems to talk about and and really was hard to find unless you really kind of dig in and kind of really learn and, and analyze, you know, his history and his career. So again, I think it's kind of fitting today too, because we often talk about, or I often get questions from a lot of members, especially since we are at the end of this month completely taking away or removing our lifetime membership option for a premium membership. So it's going completely away. Most of you know that. But I often get one question. The most asked question that I get right now is, how much can I make each month? Now I understand this is a relevant, valued question, right? People want to know, like, how much can I make doing this thing? But what always ends up happening is that people ask specifically each month. And they don't ask specifically, how much can I end up making over the course of five years or 10 years? It's always on that monthly basis. And believe me, I get it. We want to do this and really see results. I mean, we're results-driven people, especially in this 
economy in this day and age, right? When you want something, you go get it. When you need something at the house, you order it on Amazon and it's there the next day, right? So we want things instant gratification. But in the game of investing, especially options trading, we have to believe in the system and understand the probabilities and then realize that you have to not only be consistent in doing the right activities, but you have to be persistent in doing those for long periods of time. And that's how you find success. So often when people ask me, how much can I make each month? I will reply to them and say, how much do you plan on trading? What is your capital level? How much do you plan on investing in each trade? And what probability level are you setting each individual trade at? Because I can tell you that you could make $5,000 if you made one trade and you happen to be right. And you, you know, let's say you bought an out of the money call and the company got bought out. You can make five grand in one trade. You could lose five grand in one trade because you bought a ton of out of the money calls and it didn't go your way. So this whole asking of the question that says, how can I make each month really has a lot of factors. But what I can tell you though, is that if you start focusing more on how much you can make long term, meaning making the probabilities work in your favor and getting enough trades in long term so that the odds have to work out in your favor, then that's when you'll be successful, when you start thinking on that longer term time frame. So let's get into it here talking about Michael Jordan because I think it's really going to help as we kind of go through some of these numbers so that you can see what I'm talking about here with this idea of consistency and being persistent with your trading. So the first one I want to talk about is his career points per game. Now, it's amazing that his career points per game all time were 30.1, right? So almost every single game that he played on average long term, he was making about 30.1 points per game. Now, that's pretty incredible, right? And that's why he's kind of in that upper echelon and elite class of basketball players. But what you don't know is two quick things about two different years in his career. So in 1986, he took an astonishing 2,279 shots and averaged during that time period 37.1 points per game with an average of 341 points as the whole. I think there's a little discrepancy there on some of the numbers. I got 3042 and 3041, but 3041 is what I found. So in 1986, he took almost 2,300 shots and had the highest points per game average that he's ever had. Now, in that same year, he was also shooting at a percentage of about 42%. So almost more than 50% of his shots he was missing, but yet he had the highest points per game because he was consistently taking shots. And no doubt he missed a lot of shots that year, but the fact that he made so many shots and took so many shots led him to have one of the highest points per game in his entire career on average for that year. Now let's contrast this with 1994. So in 1994, he had his best year shooting three-pointers. He was shooting three-pointers in 1994 at 50%. So one out of every two shots that he made from the three-point range, he was making those shots, right? That's pretty incredible. You're probably thinking to yourself, I mean, look, guys right now in the NBA don't even make that much, right? 50%, I mean, that's one out of every two shots he's making from three-pointers. You would probably think to yourself, hey, if I was taking that type of shot, I'd be taking more of those shots, right? Because they're higher points, right? You get three points versus two or one or, you know, shooting free throws. So he was shooting at the highest possible percentage during 1994. Now, I relate this to a lot of traders that try to shoot for these big home runs, right? They go for the trades that could make a lot of money because, I mean, look, it's better to invest a little bit of money and triple or quadruple your money than to do something like we suggest, which is, you know, put up a little bit more capital and consistently make smaller amounts. 
So for Michael Jordan in 1994, when he had this best year ever shooting three-pointers, that same year, he had the third lowest points per game he's ever had. So his points per game on average were 26.9, the third lowest time in his entire career. And he ended up taking about half as many shots as he did in 1996 when he had the highest points per game. So it's kind of counterintuitive. And this is why I see all the time as it kind of relates to options trading is that people shoot for these home run shots, right? They go for those long out of the money options. They go for these big gains. They don't really want to, you know, grind in and take a lot of trades and make you know, consistent money long-term. And sometimes they end up being a little successful here in the beginning, right? They take, you know, a couple risky bets and they end up making a little bit of money. And that leads them to believe that they can do that over and over and over again. In Michael Jordan's case, that same year, he had the highest percentage of free throw or three-pointers, the big gains. He had the third lowest points per game and he took half as many shots. So you can see that there's a clear distinction between his absolute best year points per game in 1986 and his worst year points per game or third worst year points per game in 1994, a direct correlation between the types of shots that he was taking and the number or frequency of shots that he was taking. And again, as options traders, we need to watch this and say, look, he was most successful when he took more shots. So we need to be more successful the longer we trade. And I've said this time and time again, probably in episode, I think, 22 or 23 of the podcast, we talked about this long-term consistency thing and how you should act like a casino, right? The more and more and more you trade, the more consistent long-term you're going to become. Now, another really cool stat about Michael Jordan is that even though we think so much about him as it relates to all the success and fame, is that he has missed in his entire career more than 9,123 shots right? That's an astonishing number. I mean, think about it. If you were playing basketball and you missed 9,000 times, I mean, how, what would that do to your psychology, right? I mean, you keep shooting and shooting 9,000 shots that you missed. But the key is, is that he kept persisting through that. He kept being consistent in taking those shots. It wasn't that every shot he was taking was bad. It's just that sometimes, sometimes don't go in. Your form is perfect. You think you have the right arc on the ball. Nobody's in front of you right? Sometimes those shots just don't go in. And the same thing happens in trading. You can make a great trade in the beginning. You've got a high probability of success. You've got lots of liquidity. You've got implied volatility on your side. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Does that mean that the system is broken? Does that mean that you need to stop taking shots, stop making trades? No, it just means that you need to keep doing exactly what you're doing and believe in it long term. That sometimes when you take a shot and everything works out in the beginning, it might not fall in. At the same time, Michael Jordan lost almost 300 games in his career. And during that time, he was trusted to take the game-winning shot 26 times and missed. Okay? Now, I relate these kind of game-winning shots to being kind of, you know, the bigger losers or bigger winners in your portfolio. Sometimes you're going to have a shot that you take that's going to be a game-winning shot that you're going to miss. Sometimes you're going to have a trade in your portfolio that you think is going to be a big winner ends up being a big loser. And again, does that mean that you stop, that you completely throw in the towel? I mean, what would have happened after the first game-winning shot that he had missed if he said, you know what, I'm not that good of a basketball player. You know, I don't believe in myself enough to keep shooting and keep taking these game-winning shots. If that would have happened, he would have never seen the success that he did. Okay, so all of this said, I think this is the most 
incredible stat out of everything that I've seen on Michael Jordan. Okay, so we talked about his points per game. We talked about his best year versus worst year, how many shots he missed in his career, how many games he missed, or how many games he lost. But this one stat kind of really sums it up for me, and it's this. In the time that Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls, he went eight years without losing three games in a row. That's more than 626 games without losing three games in a row. And what does that tell me? That tells me that even with all of this, even with all the little small misses and maybe a down game here and there, is that long-term, this guy stayed consistent. He was a winner long-term because he didn't let this short-sightedness of maybe missing a shot or losing a game-winning shot or not making as many three-pointers. He didn't let that drag him down. And I think that's what makes him really successful is that he single-handedly took the Bulls and went eight years without losing three games in a row. Now, that's the type of mentality that you should be applying to options trading. And I know that I definitely try to keep this mentality up as much as possible, and this really helps me as well, just knowing these stats, that the longer you trade, And the more consistent you become with your strategy and your entry and your exit, the more success you're going to find. It might not happen in that first month. So when people always ask, how much money can I make in the first month? It might not be that you make money the first month or maybe in the first two months or the first three months. But if you stick with it and you believe in the system and you believe that these probabilities are going to work themselves out because they will and they are and it's been proven, then you just have to keep taking shots. You got to keep your position size small, keep taking shots, and don't let one or two trades derail you from your long-term goals. And we'll be talking more about goals next week in the podcast about the top 10 mistakes that people make as they get into goal setting, because I think it's really, really important as we get towards this kind of half midpoint of the year. But I think it was a really cool talk today talking about Michael Jordan. Hopefully this was really interesting. And obviously we're going to go into the closing bell right now. We're going to talk about a really interesting trade that we're going to be making in FXI. So let's get into it right now. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, so in today's closing bell, what we're going to be doing is talking about a trade that we're going to be making in FXI. Now, at the time of this recording, we already have a position on in FXI for July. But we're going to be adding to this position and stacking another trade right on top of it. Now, our original July position is actually profitable, and we've seen an implied volatility drop since our original entry. But even with that drop in implied volatility, we still have in FXI a really high implied volatility percentile. It's up in the 64th percentile, which is definitely above our 50th percentile that we want to be at to start selling options. But it's not really, you know, kind of at the extreme levels where we can do more aggressive strategies like strangles and straddles and iron butterflies. So at the 64th percentile, it's definitely high, but it's not crazy high that we want to be ultra aggressive. So right now we're going to go ahead and try to enter an iron condor in FXI. So FXI is an ETF that tracks large cap Chinese stocks and very liquid. It's got lots of liquidity, so there's no problem there. 22, 23,000 contracts of open interest in multiple strikes. And so we're going to go out to July. Now, July's got about 33 days to go, and we're starting to get close on our timeline for going out 
uh, in time for these expiration dates. Usually we try to keep that somewhere around 25 to 40 days or so, maybe even just a little bit longer. But 33 days, kind of still in our sweet spot, still in our window of opportunity that we can definitely make a trade. Now, right now, FXI is trading at 49.10. So that's where it closed yesterday. And so right now, we're going to try to do an iron condor that's balanced and even on both sides. And so what that means is that we're going to go out an equal distance on either side and try to do an iron condor that gives us a little bit of space to be right over the next month for FXI. So we're going to go ahead and sell the 53.54 call spread above the market. So we're going to sell the 53 option, uh, option strike call and buy the 54 strike call. And then down below the market, we're gonna sell the 45 strike put and buy the 44 strike put. So you'll notice in both cases, we're only doing this spread about a dollar wide, which means that nearly everybody can do this trade regardless of your account size. The risk in this trade is very, very small because it's only a dollar wide spread. So we have the 53, 54 call spread above the market and we have the 45.44 put spread below the market. Again, stocks trading right at about 49. So we're about an even distance away from the market on either side. Now our short strikes on either side are about the 15% probability level. So that means that there's a 15% chance that FXI goes above 54 and about a 15% chance that, I'm sorry, 53, and about a 15% chance that FXI goes below 45. So 15% on either end means that there's about a 30% chance it could go outside of our short strikes or the areas that we end up losing on this iron condor. So with a 30% chance that the stock goes outside that area, that means that we've got about a 70% chance that we're going to be a winner on this trade. Now, right now we can take in a credit at the time of this recording of about 28 cents. That's just a couple pennies shy of what we ideally want to take in. We want to take in about 30 cents on this trade. But at 28 cents with lots of liquidity, we can take in a pretty good premium for this trade and probably have no trouble entering the trade. So at this point, we're going to take in a credit of about $28 per iron condor that we sell. And our max loss, if we're wrong, is about $72. So again, even for one contract, anybody can do this regardless of your account size or whether you have an IRA or a SEP or a margin account. It's going to be available for everybody to do because it's a risk-defined position with a very high probability of success. Now, here's the deal, kind of wrapping up everything we talked about with Michael Jordan earlier, is that if this trade works out, it should net us about $28 per iron condor that we sell. Now, we could definitely make this trade, which has got a 70% chance of success, and the market goes completely against us. Does that mean that this is a bad entry? Not a chance. I would make this trade over and over and over again as long as I live. This is exactly the type of trade that you need to start making consistently in your own account. And hopefully we're showing you how to do that here on this podcast and through our membership uh, videos and training and, and trading alerts. But this is exactly the type of trade that you need to start making consistently. Could it go against you? Could you miss a shot, right? Sure, you can miss, but you have to make a lot of these trades for that 70% chance of success to actually start working out. So hopefully this is a really good example for you of a trade that we can make right now, that you can make right now, that has a really high probability of success that anybody can do and get you started on this track of options trading. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. 
And as always, you can get additional resources, links mentioned in the show, and any related video training from today's show by going to optionalpha.com slash show31. That's just the number 31, optionalpha.com slash show31. Hey, could you do me a favor too? If you like this show, please head over to iTunes and give us a rating. It's honestly the best way to get the show into the hands of those who need it most, and I would be extremely grateful because it also helps with our rankings and our viewability in iTunes to expand our audience and grow our reach. Finally, you can get today's freebie, our fast track guide, by going to optionalpha.com slash fast track. Again, that's all one word, optionalpha.com slash fast track. It's an eight-week guide that goes step-by-step through video tutorials and case studies and articles to help you get to the next level with your trading. And until next time, happy trading.